because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things. 24-7 Comedy Radio. I want to do horror stuff with my friend. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Click the Amazon link on SeanTGreen.com to support The Green Room today. And now, live from Silver Lake, California, the host of The Green Room, Chuck. All right, everyone, welcome to the Green Room Comedy Podcast. Doing it live here on SeanTGreen.com, presented by 24-7 Comedy. And also, sponsored by our good friends over at Amazon, I just want to thank everyone who uh, clicks the Amazon banner on SeanTGreen.com. Last month was the most uh, highest number of items sold, not during the month of December, so thank you very much. Nice. I know normally we uh, clean up during Kwanzaa time, Logan. I'd like to welcome on my uh, left-hand man, Mr. Logan Lysico. Logan, how are things doing, man? It's great. Just listening to the sultry sounds of your voice right now. Yeah, I know. I uh, I think, I, I don't know what it is. I, maybe I'm uh, getting a little sick. I don't know. I, I normally don't get sick, but I do have bad allergies. So it could be a case of bad allergies because I just got congestion. And I don't really, I don't really feel sick otherwise. So, apologize for the sound of my, sound of my voice. And if you hear me uh, occasionally do a little sniffle, I'm not, I'm not here uh, bumping lines. I'm focused on delivering a great comedy podcast. Nice cover. Part of that, <clears throat> part of that commitment is welcoming on my good buddy Justin Decker. Justin, how's it going, man? Yo, hey, what's up, guys? I, too, I might be sick too as well. Still trying to get over it. So I don't know how long you like. You're contagious, though. I have no idea. You could be in the clear. I think, actually, when it breaks, works. when it starts to go away, that's when you're the most contagious is whatever. Really? Like, if it's Holy cold, shit. We're all getting sick, then. <laughs> uh, just me. We're just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see. I don't know how that works. Some people are weird about it. Some people are weird. You know, they want you to stay inside when you're sick. I'm all about life. I, I get out there. I don't care. I like that. You're all you know about I mean? life. I you just car- But you say that, Justin. I don't mean to call you out, but on Sunday, yeah. you normally come over for football. We got the three yeah. screens. We do a whole football Sunday, and I, I got a very sad text from you. You called yeah, in yeah. sick for football Sunday. What that happened? That was the bad one. I, yeah, I don't, that was bad. I was just I, – I had a headache. I was all hopped up on NyQuil. That was bad. I actually got sick um, during an interview. The guy giving me the interview was sick, seriously, on, on Thursday. Really? And uh, I didn't get the job, guys. Didn't get it. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but oh, well. <laughs> now, now what what kind of what kind of job are you looking for? This what kind was of an admin assistant for uh, working with uh, special needs children. Oh, really? Yeah. Now you told me about this. Yes. Describe the the setup of this company because the way you described it was yeah. a sweatshop yeah. with a bunch of retards. Now I feel like that's <laughs> it, probably yeah, that's pretty accurate. That's probably that's not accurate. exactly how they described it in the. Uh, that's not. I'm imagining that's not what the job posting said. No, I went in for three interviews, and the first two were amazing. They made it sound like oh, you know, we're helping these kids out, and this is great. And then the last interview, it's literally a paper shredding company. And they just have a bunch of uh, Down syndrome kids like doing the shredding of the like the worst paper like soot like what like it was horrible Dickens esque like the yeah. most monotonous thing you could think of probably the worst job you Dickensian. can do but they were having a great time I can't judge they were have they loved it <laughs> of course and they were with other people who had Down syndrome they were having a blast so who am I to be an asshole and judge them but yeah I would have like been the admin assistant kind of like supervising. That so, so whatever you know. didn't you didn't that uh, position didn't work out <laughs> it fell through I would have took uh, the job I'm just right. picturing this Happy Gilmore situation where right before you came in the door they were like all right everyone big smiles or you will pull yeah, extra, yeah 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 you know extra shifts <laughs> shredding these papers yeah just that the is a Ben great... Stiller character oh, giving me the oh well, your fingers hurt oh well now your back's <laughs> yeah. gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty anyone exactly. else's fingers hurt oh what a tremendous looking trophy Mr Gilmore. Exactly. Oh, we're just enjoying some arts and crafts time. Ugh. That he's in the background <laughs> doing the throat slitting motion. I think that's Ben Stiller's best work. Yeah. I love Ben exactly. Stiller. I mean, he does he does all right in some leading roles, but I really enjoy him when he just is on there for a little bit doing kind of some kooky character type thing. I, I think he, I think he's really good in that role. Yeah, yeah just I playing think a, a lot of people give character. Ben Stiller shit. I don't understand it. Love Zoolander. Right. 
Yeah, maybe maybe he's a little overexposed, or he's had maybe uh, a few too many movies where he shouldn't have been the lead. But yeah. something about Mary that was great. Anchorman was a good instance where he just plays a zany. Yep, just plays a zany a side character. Fight. Nice work there I'm in a Anchorman. Fan of Stiller, I'm a fan of the Stiller. Now you were talking about you didn't have the you didn't get this job. You're looking for work out there, grinding it, grinding looking it out for like, anything. Applied to Target. Right, Put yeah. it out there. Tried to apply to Party City again, even though I got fired a year ago. I thought, yeah, wait, let's they go. hire seasonal people. They might not realize it. Right. Let's go over your whole – I feel like you have a history with Party City. Take us oh, yeah. through day one mm. of Party City to your most recent running with Party City. Day one, Party City got uh, laid off last year. They always hire people. Came in. You know, They just hired me basically on the spot. I was the only one who wasn't 17 and – in, in high school, I had a college degree. I was the only one who worked there who had a college degree, which is awesome. And then I was getting <laughs> okay. So you you get laid off. You what were you what were yeah. you doing before you stumbled upon Party City? Uh, oh, I was working for the census. Okay, not as an enumerator. I was supervising enumerators. Right, That's right. Yeah. So you were I, you were in a management position. That's right. Yes. Now, I don't know if – wait, real quick before we get sidetracked on the census story. I don't know if you told this on the show last time, but I don't think I it did. is one of my favorite anecdotes. Yes. You ran into some celebrities when you were out doing the census. Can you give me a couple of those? One in particular, my favorite. One – well, they were both actually rappers, believe it or not. I didn't <laughs> run into Queen Latifah. I didn't see her, but I talked to her. She owns the top floor that I could never get to and figure out. Of She owns the top floor of a huge – uh, like condo in uh, Century City, and she just owns the top floor apparently, and just rents it out to her friends. Just pretty pimp. Seems but like a good deal. When I when I I ran into to Snoop Dogg, kind of <laughs> I thought it was like Suge Knight at first. I went up and uh, had to enumerate myself. Okay, now you're saying enumerate that for those in the not in the census yeah. world, that means count. It just means count shit. <laughs> okay, count, count shit. shit. That's the government term, enumerate. Yeah. Paint the picture. You're rolling up. What kind of house does Snoop Dogg live in? Is there a security? Walk us through that. This – it wasn't a very big house. It was a house in the Hollywood Hills. It was out of my jurisdiction. Uh, but they – basically I just went up because I knew that they rejected a lot of people. And we had complaints. Like people would say they kicked you out immediately, totally like – not willing to work with you. So I just went up and this, this, uh, basically it was like a four bedroom house. I don't know. Just a small house with a, with a front yard. I don't know if it was one of his main houses, but anyway, I go up and his bodyguard answers the door. I was just like, I was just like, Hey, I'm here with the census. And he's been through this act before. He was like, uh, Hey man, you gotta, you gotta bounce homie. <laughs> <laughs> and then I see I was like listen I have to do this like I'm just going to keep coming back like you might as well tell me how many people live here and then I see and then he goes and gets Snoop and I just see Snoop basically walk like way out in the back and it's it's a cliche you're not you wouldn't believe me if I said this but there was a poof of of smoke when he <laughs> when he opened the door came out and he was like he just gave this motion for the listeners just the the, the cut motion yes the, <laughs> and is uh and he's just like yeah you got to bounce homie you gotta, <laughs> you gotta get out. I love that. I love that. Just look at it. Kind of sad about it. Like I, I hate to tell you this, but yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you did. I don't know. I love you just me. rolling up, uh, whitest dude from San Diego, just coming up. Hey, Mr. Snoop Dogg, yeah, just man. need to enumerate you. <laughs> need to count. So it's just like, yeah, four Chinese people live here. <laughs> yeah, at some point you just gotta say ah, a couple of Mexicans live here and move yeah. on. <laughs> so now let's let's get back to Party City. Party City. You, you're you're heralded run with the census has come to a close that's right now it's time to hit the pavement once again find another gig that's right enter party city so you saw i'm guessing you drove by and just saw hey we're now hiring it was seasonal guessing around this time halloween yeah my dad actually told me about the job i was like yeah it makes sense it's seasonal they of course they're gonna hire me and at the corner on the west side at the corner of pico and uh sepulveda there's two party cities uh, across the street from each other, basically. And I applied for a job there, and uh, he had me wear uh, an Iron Man costume. Iron Man was the huge costume right, last year. Right, last year. And then he made me wear an Iron Man costume and flip a sign. And after that was humiliating, uh, it took about 20 minutes for me to get completely humiliated. <laughs> and so then I just walked in the and first threw 10 down minutes... my mask and just walked out, and that was it. Okay, so you had... That was the fourth day. 
I worked there for four days. Oh, okay, so you yeah. had a, you had a four day run at Party City. Four day run at Party City. Now, yeah. did you say you ever? I think you t- you talk about in your act that you passed out once in the in a mask or. Yeah, that was when I I, I had a little anxiety attack, passed out, and uh, <laughs> a, a a lady and her little kid and her child came up. And, uh, like, help me out. That was the first thing. I came to. I must have only passed out just briefly. <laughs> it came up. And I don't know how impressionable that little kid was. He was maybe four or five. But uh, that must may have freaked him out that Iron Man, uh, just like his mom helped out an Iron Man. Uh, or maybe he looked at his mom as a hero. Yes. His My mom, mom out literally saved a, Iron Man. Saved Iron Man. And that. And I'd may- like to think of it that way. Maybe it's an important lesson for the kid to learn that even superheroes need help sometimes. You know, as a kid, you grow up, you see your parents early on, you think, oh, man, they can't do anything wrong. And then later on, you think, yes. oh, they can't do anything right. And then you're a teenager, yes. and you're like, I can't die. I can never fail. And then you, you flash back, and you remember, oh, my God, we're all fallible. I mean, look yes. at Iron Man. He even had to take a break. Even Iron Man. And that, the- that moment in my childhood was when I went to a Raider game when I was eight. And um, a Raider fan, after Jeff George threw a bunch of touchdown passes uh, against the lowly Chargers. You're a San Diego man. Yes. Dire Chargers uh, fans. Uh, a drunk fan. Raider fan took off my, my Charger hat, and I, my dad's the nicest guy in the world. He <laughs> grabbed this uh, Latino gentleman and threw him up on the windshield of his El Camino and uh, told him to apologize to my son and give it back his Charger hat. So that was my moment. Sweet, nice. sweet moment. Now, did you, you feel closer yes. to your dad after that? I respected him more. He was kind of a, he was a stay-at-home dad. There's <laughs> yeah. not much. He uh, didn't really wear the pants in the relationship. But after that, I, re- I respected him. I respected that, how, does, how does your dad get a stay-at-home dad relationship? That seems <sighs> luckiest like, guy in the every, world. Every guy, especially in L.A., it's like, oh, hey, I just want to lay around and hang out all day. Your Love dad it. seems to be living that life. How does that work out for living. a guy? Uh, well, he, luckily, he's a good handyman. He uh, built a deck. He didn't, like, just play golf all day and uh, ride right, his Harley. Right, that wouldn't fly. I've seen commercials. You can't oh, just yeah. go you golfing just, all the day. No, you can't just Not do with that. With the he did man. a lot of that, but he, like, built a deck. He, like, uh, you know, he, l- landscape. He did odd jobs. You know, he just got away with it, man. He's just a player. <laughs> just a player. Your, your mom was pimp. just like, hey, I'm here. I'm just, an, I'm just a stable. Your, your old right. man's got a strong pimp That's hand. Right. Mr. Mom. Okay, so let's uh, – I feel like we weren't finished quite with the Party City saga. Yeah. You end your time with Party City. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, there's another Party City basically just down the street, and I tried to apply there again uh, about a month so ago. So a year later, do you walk into the same Party City or do no, you go to the No, the one party? down the street. I just figure they're hiring a bunch of people. They literally hire for Halloween – like they double their staff. Right. For <laughs> – for Halloween, and they just have people on walkie-talkies, and like, you know, when someone points out, oh, I want the slutty Freddy Krueger. Slutty Freddy Krueger, you call it, and, and then some teenage kid runs it, and you do that. So I just figured they, I would get lost in the shuffle. So they actually hired me. They hired me now again the, for the one across the street, right across the street. If anyone <laughs> knows way, what I'm talking these about. Are two franchises like frenemies? Like, are they competing against each other? Why are they no, they're not. from each other? I don't know. It's weird. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, it's on Sepulveda and Pico. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. But apparently I went in to work a day and got paid for a day before they realized that I worked at the other one. That's crazy. <laughs> Which yeah. I'm surprised I even lasted. I did it just as a joke. I was like, oh, you know. now, did they I got ever... fired at the exact same time as I did <laughs> last year from another temp job. Does it ever – did they have a conversation with you? Did they ever say to you, hey, this is – what the hell are you doing? You're applying to the same Party City again after quitting. I'm guessing you didn't list your previous experience at Party City. No, um, no, I didn't. You just made up some other jobs yeah. you had worked at. I just made it. I just, I don't know. I guess when they did, I guess they technically have to pay you when you work. But when they did my, you know, the paperwork or did process, whatever, right. they realized, Maybe oh, yeah, you worked here last up. year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they technically had to pay me for one day. That's awesome. Yeah. Cash that check, show them. Well, they pay you. It's so fucking humiliating. They pay you on like a debit card for like lowly jobs like that. Oh, really? Like, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, on the, like a debit card. It's so humiliating. I guess it's because a lot of like, I don't know, it's 
probably bad. I shouldn't speculate, but a lot of Latino people work there, and they it's just an easier way for them to cash their check if they don't have a legitimate account. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I get so it. Bad. So they can just deposit yeah. it onto an ATM card. Then you can yeah. just withdraw from the ATM. You yes. don't need a bank account. You no. don't need no. You don't. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It is pretty awesome. So you grew up in San Diego. You're you're familiar with illegal immigration. Yes, I know. I know you. You you were uh, you're big on the Twitter. What's your what's your Twitter handle? Justin underscore Decker. Justin underscore Decker. Mm-hmm. Recently, not that uh, not that long ago, you were live tweeting a running you had with your neighbors or, or your fa- you were back home visiting San Diego. Oh, yeah. Your parents. It seemed like your family versus the family next door. Take us through that yes. epic battle. Well, we have some hoarders that live next door. Now, what do you Got mean by hoarders? hoarders? Explain well, exactly what's going on there. She, uh, her kids moved out and she likes to, re- and she wants to replace that love that <laughs> her kids had by just getting like 11 dogs, like 11 <laughs> of the tiniest dogs. And according to, to to state law or whatever, you have to have you can only have five dogs. Hmm. Makes I sense. never even knew that yeah. was a rule. I mean, yeah. I assumed there was some rule there in place, but okay, five dogs. But then she has eleven, and she she tries to say that she has a business, like a dog walking business, but what it's not a business, whatever. Anyway, she <laughs> <laughs> she just came out, and my brothers and I were drunk, uh, <laughs> and she came out walking like eleven dogs in the street. We were just playing frisbee, and uh, we, my brother just starts yelling at her, and she was just yelling, and we got we got some pics, we got some pictures, and that was about it. Just my parents are in a battle with animal hoarders, that are just constantly barking. What'd your brother yell at her? Just like I don't know, just like what the fuck? What are you doing? My parents are trying to retire. He kept just saying <laughs> that my parents are trying to retire. These these dogs are. Seems like a weird chaos. thing to to yell before you're about to get into a fight. I told you, yeah. my parents are just trying to retire. Yeah, but, and they're like totally not. But I don't know. Well, your yeah. dad sounds like he's been retired his whole life. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just living the life, man. Just well, normally, uh, his kids and his kids are grown now, so he's just he's just chilling. Now, now he doesn't have anything to do. It's great. Normally, awesome. uh, normally our neighbors aren't an issue, but occasionally, well, I mean, the people that live above us, but that's a different story. The people that live next door, there's a little apartment complex. Normally, it's not an issue, but I had this uh, from a few nights ago. Or it's a couple of week nights ago, actually, or a couple of weeks back, sorry. Normally, it's nice and quiet. It's not a big deal. But every once in a while, you come home, right around dinner time, they'll just throw these dance parties. And it's just dance. It's just like crazy, like uh, whatever like the pop station is or reggaeton, huge into reggaeton. This was the other – this was like a few weeks back. Now, I didn't call the cops. I'm not a, I'm not a cop calling guy. But listen to just what's going on. I, I taped this from my room and you can oh, – Shit. Yeah. Take a listen. The repetition is what kills me. What is, is this like autistic reggae? What was that? I know it's the, it's this Latin reggae tone where it's just they keep repeating the same thing. It's just this beat that's on this crazy cycle. I don't know. I, what's I can't the, make what's sense the deal with these girls? They're, they're pretty hot. They had some hot pe- girls over at that, that party. I was over. They had a. F- Pool party? Oh, okay. Maybe You're talking about – there's a couple girls that live upstairs. That's, That's not them. No, no, Okay. No. I'm All talking right. about the, the apartment complex next to us, and they they had these parties. I don't know. Maybe I missed this window, but I feel like every kid in Los Angeles, whenever they have a birthday party, they have to have a bouncy castle thing. I, maybe is that – it's become – it's become standard issue. When I was growing up, that was like, okay, when you go to Chuck E. Cheese, then you get a bouncy castle. But the idea that someone comes, drops off a bouncy castle at your birthday party, that sounds insane. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Maybe it's like taco trucks. You know, it's just an L.A. thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Maybe taco just trucks. Maybe tons of businesses that do that, and it's cheap here. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, it must be supply and demand thing. But to me, that was, that was just like, oh, wow, this is insane. I can't. Can't imagine something like that going on. Yeah, growing Jesus. up, that would be the rich kids' party. He would have a bouncy castle, and now, you know, maybe a clown or something. Right. <laughs> he he could afford live entertainment instead of just the entertainment of uh, parents hanging around drinking wine coolers, talking shit about the kids. <laughs> Speaking of L.A. things, I uh, I hosted a um, trivia night last night, 
and I host trivia from time to time. True story, guys. And I was hosting a trivia night, and I guess the entire cast of Mad Men walked in, except for a couple people. Now I'm not like a big yeah, Mad Men. about this. Yeah, someone tweeted about it, who was a friend of mine, was in the trivia thing watching it. So I, I'm not even a big Mad Men guy, so I couldn't, I didn't even like know who they were. But it was kind of embarrassing for a guy trying to be in show business, like, oh, hey, all these stars are coming up, and then um, announcing trivia, which, okay, hey, that's whatever, it's the bottom rung of show business, but... <laughs> the reality is what makes it more embarrassing is the team names that people – okay, so you're drunk at a bar and you're signing up for trivia. Obviously, this is a great time to make the funniest trivia name you can come up with. Yeah. Occasionally, people just go with like Team Red, super generic. But a lot of times, instead of that, it will be like the Red Hot Chili Queefs. That was, uh, that was one that stuck out last night. And originally I kept reading it as the Red Hot Chili Queers, and then the guys came up and corrected me and said, no, 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 it's Red Hot Chili Queefs. Come on, man. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> yeah, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> and, oh, man, trivia – hosting trivia, it, it's a weird dynamic because in one sense it feels almost better than stand-up because stand-up in L.A., a lot of times you're – whatever, the show is crappy because there's so many comedians. You feel like you're forcing it on people. People are like, oh, you know, make me laugh. There's like an antagonistic aspect. Trivia, people are like, yeah, this is fun. I can win prizes. Girls come up to you. They try to like flirt, try to get answers out of you. People are happy to see you there. That's good. Um, Sounds like the best time to be funny. <laughs> right, exactly. And, you know, you can go up there. You can crack some jokes. But then the downside is people take trivia really seriously. So pe- guys will come up to me and start, hey, uh. Red Hot Chili Queefs have been on their cell phone the entire game. Like, all right, what do you want me to – well, I'm not going to play referee and host a trivia game. And especially oh, – The cell phone has just ruined trivia, man. Exactly. God damn. And, and how am I going to go over there and yell at the guy for using the cell phone? And what, what am I going to grab it out of his hand? Were you looking on Google or were you just texting your friend? Who, ah, and they expect yeah. me to play referee to that? I'm just a simple man. I'm not going to referee the trivia game and host the trivia game. It's one or the other. Mm. It's outrageous. Yeah, put your cell phones away for trivia, guys. It, Jesus. Well, and here's the thing. What's, I, I don't know what's more annoying, the people who cheat in cell phone trivia or the people that complain about other people cheating with their cell phone in trivia. Either way, it's like – why, why are you cheating to win uh, a couple more bucks at this bar as a prize? And don't you have any pride in yourself? <laughs> like, don't you have some pride? Isn't there, isn't there any honest people left in this country or the idea of just, oh, hey, I want to win this prize legitimately. So I'm not going to just cheat. And then the people, like, you're, you're 42 years old. You're at a trivia night. Like, hey, this is perfect time to be a tattletale. <laughs> I used to I used to cheat at Je- Jeopardy. I went over to a friend's house after school. He got the satellite feed of the East Coast of Jeopardy. <laughs> I would just go home and beat my dad. It's just like a pride thing. That's so, like, awesome. My, my dad's like, you don't know shit. What, what you, <laughs> you know fucking Shakespeare now? What you, That's great. So what, did <laughs> he, he ever? Immediately. How long would it go on before eventually you cracked? Uh, it went a few days before he was like, what, what, what is this kid? <laughs> I, I answered some Shakespeare question. He's like, get the fuck out of here. What are you yeah, doing? you don't know, you don't know anything ass. about Dumbass, you kid. <laughs> now, we're talking about Halloween costumes before. How was your, how was your Halloween, Justin? Give us a Halloween recap. Oh, Jesus, I didn't do any. I was, I was, I used it as an excuse to stay in. I was sick. I watched my, my team played on Halloween. Philip Rivers, uh, fumbled the ball. He f- pissed me off so much. I fucking, <laughs> the hardest fan in sports is a Charger fan. No one knows that because no one, it's a small market. No one gives a fuck in San Diego about sports. People, you know, it's a replacement town. What do they call it when people move from other places? Yeah. LA's like that. Transient. Of, yeah. I don't, I don't know what it's called. But well, by I, the way, and there's a whole nother, LA is a whole nother market you would think would be full of San Diego fans. It's the closest yeah, team, but still it's not Raiders, the case. Still Raiders. But anyway, it's. My football. I hate my football, too. It was the worst, <laughs> worst game of my life. Yeah, the Chargers, they were up. They said, Or no, actually, sorry, they were down. They should have been up. They were down like 10 points at halftime. They came back. Phillip Rivers was driving down. They were on the 10-yard line. All they had to do was run one more play to line up the field goal. Alas, he fumbled it. Just dropped the easiest dropped Dro- the easiest dropped the snap. football. Oh, they the didn't snap. even have to snap that. It was just no. extra padding to, to you yeah. know, line that – Get the ball lined up in between the hash marks so the field goal kicker could kick it. Yeah. 
what is uh, – now I know how it is for me emotionally after the Eagles lose. It's a downward slide. I don't want to watch any football. I just want to eat a lot of food or pass out, do whatever I can to go to sleep, watch a movie, do something. What's your what's your uh, postmortem for the San Diego Chargers? I get embarrassed. I don't like to go out after a loss. I get embarrassed because I'm so into it. <laughs> I, do, do you ever feel weird with the Eagles? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why should oh, I care shame. this much? Should shame. I have a life? No, but I do have a life. Why do I care so much? Yeah, <laughs> but I just I don't go out. I don't talk to people. My other friends fuck with me that I care so much. Yeah, it's it's horrible. I just stay in. It is it is tough because you. You feel like a loser when your team loses. Yeah. You feel like a loser. You feel like you let te- your team down. Somehow you could have done something, worn a different jersey. It is weird. Like I make fun of women for believing in astronomy or stuff like that. Yeah, karma, I know exactly what fate, you're that kind of stuff. But lucky jersey where I'm sitting on the couch, different things I'm doing with my arms, beer, coaster, no coaster. Whatever <laughs> habit I'm no doing sense. that I'm aware of, I immediately attribute to the, what's going on the screen. I sit cross-legged when the Chargers play. I need to sit. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. I watch for that now. I never noticed that. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense at all. No logical reason. Mm-mm. Just feels right. Or, or things have been going right with it. Hey, I'm not. who am I to tempt fate? I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. Maybe it's time to uncross those legs. I know, I know, man. It, well, but then you, you, <laughs> can, you, you get caught up in it because you, you, you try and do the reverse jinx. And then that can end up that can end up working out worse for you. Yeah. Well, this guy, he seemingly was on a path the GOP nomination, but now <laughs> things have. Herman Cain has run into a stumbling block. A couple of them. Take a listen to his uh, latest shenanigans. As a result of today's big news story, I really know what it feels like to be number one. Sorry, I forgot that I, uh, I took out the part where we were setting it up. But he has been accused of sexual harassment by uh, two ladies. And this kind of this covers the story of supposedly there was – he got paid out – or these two women that accused him of sexual harassment, they got paid out. Here's a little bit of it. The allegation, first published by Politico, is that he sexually harassed two women back in the 1990s when he was the head of the National Restaurant Association. The few specifics include conversations filled with innuendo and that he asked questions of a sexually suggestive nature and that he invited one of the women to his hotel suite. It's got to be funny. Just First off, sexual innuendo, that's, that's just so weird as a... <laughs> Being that old, whatever however old he is, 40 years, 50 years, that you're still playing coy when you're flirting with a girl. Just say, hey, you look beautiful, something like that. But to play coy, oh, hey, I uh, (laughs) see, uh, is that a, no, this isn't a breadstick in my pocket. I'm just happy to see you. I'm just kidding. Of course I'm I'm married. Just a little restaurant humor there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Him trying to work in. Oh, man, these guys are bunch of stiffs up here to speaking of stiff no i'm just i'm just i could never i could never like who what kind of innuendo are you getting into at this age also i i keep picturing that troll face he makes in that famous ad <laughs> where he turns from the window and yes he has a in the in the ad where he's smoking or i'm sorry his campaign manager smoking that it fades to him creepily smiling next to some blinds he does he does have a super broad toothy smile much like a troll he's lacking the troll hair but now how much money is going into his campaign you don't think someone would catch that it's that's what's bizarre to me because now he's almost a front runner or i don't know if he was before oh, this. In his campaign Jesus, there was actually that... a story where they warned him 10 days before it came out and like he supposedly ignored it i it's like a really jumbled story like he basically doesn't know what to do it's pretty clear <laughs> He's seemingly just—he's seemingly just trying to lay it off, or you know, play it off. Here, here's some more of him. Speaking at the National Press Club, Kane called it all a witch hunt. <laughs> I have never sexually harassed anyone. He said that he had been falsely accused, and that an internal investigation cleared him of wrongdoing. I am unaware of any sort of settlement. <laughs> I hope it wasn't for much. Because I didn't do anything. But in an interview to air tonight on Fox News with Greta Van Susteren, Kane said there was a settlement of about three months' salary. I was standing close to her, and I made a gesture. You have the same height as my wife. And brought my hand, didn't touch her, up to my chin and said, 
you're the same height as my wife because my wife comes up to my chin, my wife of 43 years. And that was put in there as something that made her uncomfortable as part of the sexual harassment charge. Okay, <laughs> the reason I know this guy's lying, well, first off, I mean, the fact that if someone settles a sexual harassment suit against you, you remember that. I, I think that's going, yeah. That yeah. you remember that. Okay, so the idea that he didn't remember it and, oh, wait, oh, yeah, maybe I do remember <laughs> this. The guy's obviously lying. But what makes the lie that much more obvious is when he's retelling his explanation, how many times does he mention his wife? Like, if you're talking to another girl, <laughs> you don't say my wife 12 times when you're flirting with her. Like, my wife said this. And you know, normally my wife, my wife yeah. for 44 years, my wife, you don't mention your wife 12 times in one sentence when you're talking to another woman. Regardless of whether you're faithful to your wife or not, or whether you're actually flirting or not, you just don't do that. You don't mention it a million times. Unless you're a swinger. Although it was, <laughs> it was funny. Speaking of Halloween, we were at a Halloween party recently, as, as is the tradition, uh, to go on a Halloween party on Halloween. It was Saturday night. And I was talking to this girl, and it seemed like it was going all right at first, or at least just the first couple. You do that move of like, oh, hey, what are you? Oh, hey, blah, blah, blah. I went as Steve Jobs. And it was possibly – I didn't even go as dead Steve Jobs. It was the laziest costume I've ever been involved with, and that's saying something. I did not wear glasses. I had khaki pants out. I wore a black long sleeve shirt. It wasn't even a turtleneck. Didn't do anything to my hair, no makeup, no nothing. Basically, I was watching the USC Stanford game. I was caught up in that game. It was a crazy back and forth game. They won in triple overtime. Crazy, crazy exciting game. So I was like, I'm not going to spend any time in my costume. Although the only thing I did was I found a, the back of an envelope. I ripped that off, wrote jobs on it, duct taped it to my shirt, <laughs> and that was my costume. So I'm there talking to the, the girl. One, literally after one sentence, we live in the – we have a house here. We blah, blah, blah. So once a girl starts mentioning we, I'm like, oh, okay, this is my time to go get a drink and never talk to you again. But she's like, oh, wait, you don't want to talk about the real estate market? First off, no. I doubt if I, – God knows if I'll ever be able to afford a house. Why do I care if the value of your house went down? Plus, you have a husband. Why do I – like as a guy <laughs> talking to – as a single guy talking to a girl who's married at a party – my attention spans like maybe a minute. And that's just, hey, how's it going? Oh, what do you do for a living? Okay, that's nice. I'm going to get some nachos. Exactly. That's that's pretty much how it works for me. I mean, am I off base on that? No, no you're absolutely right. right. I, I love – Halloween is like the best time to, to meet girls too. It is I mean? good. Because this one was on a Monday too. We had the whole weekend. Yeah, I mean we were – it was on the party. Uh, the party was Saturday night. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is, it's a great icebreaker. It's a great time. Because it's so easy. You just go, oh, hey, oh, what are you? The bright line to start off. Unless their costume's really awesome, then you can make a joke about their costume. Oh, a witch, huh? I got, a, I got some water. I'm going to pour it on you. Ah, just kidding. No, I'm, I'm really <laughs> – that's an awful example. I don't know what you do. Oh, whatever. Awesome. I mean, that's awesome. That's when you I just, start saying we. <laughs> I just throw a glass of cold water on this woman. I'll never forget when I was up at Penn State one year, I dressed up as Superman. Show up at this party, at this uh, frat up at Penn State. Speaking of uh, Penn State, I'll be playing Penn State November 10th, actually. Uh, Carnegie Cinema in the Carnegie Building, room 113, 9 o'clock. It's going to be a great time doing it with the Penn State uh, stand-up club. That aside, when I was at Penn State, I went to a frat party, Halloween. Go in there. It's a great time. Big frat party. Everyone's dancing, drinking, gallivanting, whatever. And I noticed there's a big crowd of people, and there's cameras. And Girls Gone Wild had showed up at the party. Wow. So people are going around. Girls are showing up, showing off. I think one girl flashed. I, but there's like a pack of kind of security guards dudes pushing. Basically, what the Girls Gone Wild just drove a wedge through the party, kind of like the guys in the kickoff return, the wedge busters, and just knocked all the dudes out. And we're, and we're just trying to get girls to do crazy stuff. I remember that party specifically because I was dressed up as Superman and another girl was dressed up as Superwoman Girl. Oh, and immediately, oh, yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> making out because the friends are like, you got to oh, take a picture. This is crazy. Damn. Nothing ever really came of it except a great night of hanging out. Have you guys ever up. seen those Girls Gone Wild videos? They're horrible. Yeah, they're boring. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> like 90% of it is them trying to convince a girl 
to yeah. take her shirt off. And they, she doesn't want to. She's she do, They never it. want to. She's just doing it to get a T-shirt, which, yeah. How is that hot? It's like, oh, this poor girl, like you're peer pressuring her. It's so horrible. And then she's like, yeah, all right, I'm out of here. It's yeah. so sad. <laughs> it's the sad. Who is into that? Are there people who's into that? Oh, yeah, take your shirt off. The, the, she totally don't want to. This could ruin your life. <laughs> the move oh they my usually, god, they're horrible. Yeah, the move they usually do is she'll flash for a second, and they're like, "Oh come on, yeah. show it for longer." I'll count to five, and then they're yeah. like, "Okay," and they hold their shirt up, and then the dude behind the camera counts to five, and it's like, "I'm watching." Yeah, someone paid for this video. It's almost like a Pavlovian <laughs> thing. If you see enough smiling faces like cheering you on, you're meant to be like, "Hey, I, I, of course I'm going to do this." Everyone's so happy. I'm making so many people happy. Well, so I think God. I think Girls Gone Wild, so creepy. Girls Gone Wild hit that sweet window of <laughs> when porn was still kind of creepy before high speed internet took yeah. over, before oh. everyone could just get it on their computer and not have to. Like they found that perfect little window, early two mm. thousands, late nineties, where people would still watch stuff on DVDs, and they probably racked up. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the secret to the whole Girls Gone Wild scam, and I know this firsthand. For my buddy Chris, who I'm actually going to his wedding. Because the guy's in jail now, right? Yeah. Isn't the guy who did it? He's uh, tax evasion. Joe Francis is involved in tax evasion. Also some issues of lewdness, filming underage girls. This guy's got, guy sounds like a real tool. He started off, he got all his money. He, he got his start. He got all his money from making those faces of death videos. Oh wow! Jesus. He went. It sounded now. So maybe I'm just person. maybe I'm just making this up, but I doubt he has the leverage to sue me right now, or he probably isn't a fan of the podcast. <laughs> but he's one of the few uh, non-greenheads out there, green machines. <laughs> but um, he he made he was like a spoiled USC film kid who just partied whatever. Then just had this idea of like, oh, we'll sell this. We'll just buy footage of of security cameras of people dying, mark it as faces of death, put it out there. Again, pre-internet, he blew up, made a ton of money of that. Then moved on to this girls gone so wild. So he did scam. the faces of death, or like a knockoff of it. I'm pretty sure it was. I think the, the story I remember. Now, don't quote me on this, but I, the story I remember was that he made his money, his first money, from the faces of death video, which mm. helped him parlay into the girls gone wild thing. Now, the girls gone wild thing. You've probably only seen the promos when you're drunk because they run them late at night. You're flipping through. You, you watch for a second. You're like, oh, hey, what's going on? Some wild girls. I'll, I'll take a look here. Yeah. My buddy, Chris, who I'm going back for his wedding, this was right when he – as soon as he turned 18, you get a debit card or a credit card. You're like, oh, sweet. Finally, I can order stuff off the TV. <laughs> we got really drunk. He ordered it, Girls Gone Wild, and we watched the first one. We're like, oh, that's whatever. It, it, yeah, that's something you throw on on a party, and it, like you said, it's yeah. kind of just like boring, whatever. Then after that, another one comes, another one comes, another one comes. It's a cycle. You sign up. The, the fine print there is you sign up for a service that bills you twenty dollars a month to send you a Girls Gone Wild DVD, and you have to call up to cancel. The the scam about it was. Hmm. They would only hire one person to work the phones. They... <laughs> oh, my God. And basically, I think uh, AOL had the same issue back in the day of, like, not being able to process the cancellations. So they would just run the, you know, hire one guy, make him work three, four hours a day, or whatever, whatever scheme they were running, and just the line would always be busy. Jesus. So they were using that to basically milk everyone dry. I mean, imagine you eventually could get through, but I'm sure a lot of people just gave up and just said, fuck it. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a story of Girls Gone Wild. True story. <laughs> and after it got super lame, they would just have, like, they they got tired of going out and finding real girls, so they would get porn stars just yeah. horribly acting. It's like, it's like, all right, I can see you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're so over it. You're no. so over it, Justin. That's what I like about you. It's so cliched now. Now, Justin, I know. Uh, I don't know if you heard about your uh, fellow Justin in the news. I don't know if you follow all the Justins, but uh, the Beebs. Yeah, the, the Beebs, the Timberlakes, and that's about it. Yep, the Beebs. Beebs uh, running on some potentially hard times. Hmm. A paternity suit has been filed against teen heartthrob Justin Bieber, alleging that he is the father of a three-month-old infant. 20-year-old Mariah Yeeter has filed the suit and has requested that the 17-year-old pop sensation take a paternity test. Radar Online reports that Yeeter has sworn under penalty of perjury that she and Bieber had sex backstage during one of his concerts at L.A. Staples Center last October. 
At the time, Yeter was 19 years old and Bieber was just 16, which could be considered statutory rape under California law. I mean, that's bizarre. I don't think anyone has been the victim of statutory rape and then also gotten sued for paternity. This it's is a very, very ambivalent thing. She's like, yeah, I want to get the baby and I kind of raped him, too. Uh, how, what is that even out? Is it like an NFL where they throw two flags at once and the personal yeah, exactly. foul cancels the holding? They have to That's actually just... they have to redo the play. So they actually have to have sex again now that he's 18. Then whether she gets pregnant or not, then they'll decide the outcome. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I've seen pictures of this chick on CNN, and she looks really wacky. Really? So she's not hot? No, I mean, she looks like she could be cute, but for some reason, every picture they had was her just acting like a retard. And she's got, like, you know, tons of piercings in her face and stuff. (laughs) And they mentioned she didn't graduate high school, and I don't know, they really dug up some dirt on her. (laughs) Well, neither, neither did Justin Bieber. Didn't stop him, man. That's true. Didn't stop Justin Bieber. That's got to be tough, though. I mean, that's uh, that's the only thing you can do to mess up that gravy train. Like, if I'm Justin Bieber's manager, I realize this might be overstepping my bounds as a manager, but I'm I'm getting that kid fixed as soon as I can. I'm getting that kid a vasectomy. I know it's it's uncommon for a 16 year old or however old he is at this at this time, but I go, look, kid, we got a money train a going. The only thing that can disrupt this is some sort of massive paternity suit <laughs> on top of massive paternity yeah. suit. And he's also presented himself in the same way that Britney Spears did as a totally wholesome guy. Or he's, I think in the, the clip, I, I edited it out, but it was like he's been a staunch opponent of premarital sex. Just not a, not a great, in the hindsight, not a great angle to play. But you're, you're I get it. You're doing it. Yeah. You're a, you're a performer for kids. You kind of have to toe that line. <clears throat> but th- this has got to be, this has got to be tough because the idea of just, oh my God, now what do I do? Now what? What can I – oh, man. He's really living the sweetest life of all time. He's 17, right? He's not 18 yet, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I, they said he was 16 at the time. I, I don't think he's hit 18. I think the report said he was 17 now. Yeah. Well, see, that's weird mm-hmm. because when the Olsen twins, when they were getting up to 18, I felt like every wacky morning zoo DJ had a countdown until they were 18. So I knew when the Olsen twins turned 18. Bieber, I'm completely lost. I, I have no idea when this guy turns 18. I do. I go to the website. Every day. <laughs> you go to the Bieber countdown. countdown. Yeah, the instead of those Y two K clocks, Logan has a uh, Bieber eighteen clock. <laughs> I'm a believer. Just... Yeah, man. Justin's got an NBA that shit. You know what I mean? We get rid of the condom. You got to get rid of it. They'll dig in the trash can for that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's millions in there. Well, speaking of uh, NBA, woman who married an NBA star. It's it's come to an end. Kim Kardashian after seventy two days couldn't last it. Couldn't last it out with Chris Humphreys. Mm. People, I guess, are shocked, outraged. It it doesn't even seem to phase people now. It's bizarre. It's bizarre how how flippant the the idea of oh hey, just the famous people for being famous, or, or even like even the news. It's weird when the news has to talk about it. Like ABC News. Hold on, let me find their. Uh... Yeah, it's a weird culture, and I think it's a lot of it's out here. I I've been dating this girl who grew up in Southern California, and she told me one of her friends got married recently with a guy she didn't know that well, and she called him her starter husband. So she's, like, well aware that they're going to divorce, and she's going through with the marriage. It's pretty oh, bizarre. Jesus. That is bizarre. So uh, who's this girl you're dating, Lloyd? It's Ooh, Michelle. Yeah, oh, wow. Online. Yeah. So, yeah, we were talking about online dating a couple, couple weeks oh, yeah. ago. She, Things... I think she might have flaked out that day that we were talking about it. And then what'd you do? Did you persist? Um, uh, I think I, I, I just remember we went. Let's see, the last time we went hiking, what we did before that? Oh yeah. <laughs> so you've no, taken we, you've taken her hiking multiple times. My bad. I did go out that night, and then that Saturday we went hiking. And you met her online. Yeah, and I met her online, and I haven't seen her since. But which she one? Plenty of fish. Weekend. What what side are we talking? Yeah, plenty of fish. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So how how many? Uh, how serious are we talking? Are we when we're when, getting married? When do you? <laughs> She's my starter wife. As a guy, when do you feel like it's time to update the Facebook status? I feel like that's when it gets official. How far out? It's are we a from long that? ways away. We barely. I mean, it's been like two weeks, so I don't think it'll be. I think it'll be a while. We'll probably just casually date for a while, and then it'll fizzle out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, if you see each other once a week or once every two weeks, I like that though. Not that I like that expectation. We'll probably just casually date, and then it'll fizzle out. I, I, I like it. I had no. luck with eHarmony. Yeah, you know, but it just takes forever. You're like talking with them. 
Like a, a, you talking like two sentences every like week. Right, because you do this fucking It is process. funny. It is, a, it is a weird move where everyone online dating doesn't want to respond too quick or come off too desperate. Yeah. But obviously you're online dating, so you want to you wanna, – you're there to date. You're there to meet people. Obviously you need to meet people or whatever. But then when you get the message or, or just the brief times I've, I've tried it, but you get the message, you're like, okay, I don't want to re- yeah. respond right away. I don't want to come off desperate. You still play that cat and mouse game. I was talking with this girl for like two months. We went on a date in eHarmony, like finally. After the whole – they make you go through the whole process, like five stages of questioning. And she's I'm out, I'm out at uh, uh, fucking Red Lobster. Yeah, Red Lobster. <laughs> so you took and her I was to like, Red Lobster? I was like 25. I don't know. Let's go to Red Lobster. And she was just talking about the, someone named Sonia, like lovingly talking about Sonia. I was like, do you have a kid? She was like, no, this is my horse. I didn't fucking realize she had a horse. We were talking about horses oh, like two months ago. Score. I have no idea. I had no right. idea. You build. Up, you already I, built. Up I was like, two... "Who are? Who are you? <laughs> who are you sitting there?" So you didn't break up I've... with her before you got a ride on her horse, right? No, I didn't get to. That was the <laughs> one date we went on. Oh, she took oh, nice. you horseback riding? No, did ride lobster. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you pick up the tab? I picked up the tab. Was it, it worth it? No. Not in no. hindsight. It was. It was horrible. That's, come on, it come on, been ladies. If you took home some cheese bread. It is. <laughs> Women, if if you feel like nothing's going to happen, offer the going Dutch two or three times. So then we can by the second or third time, then you go. Oh, okay, yeah. Then then this is fine. Yeah. All right. Here's a here's a little news recap on the Kim Kardashian divorce. Days and Kim Kardashian is headed to Splitsville from her husband Chris Humphreys. According to reports, Kim is set to file for divorce today, and she will not seek an annulment. Kim is set to cite, quote, irreconcilable differences. We're told the date of separation is listed as today, October 31st, 2011. As we first reported, the couple has a prenuptial agreement. All right, I can't listen to this Irreconcilable anymore. differences. <laughs> you can't reconcile something in two months? Yeah, how what does, how does that come months? up in 72 days? Now they're talking... Now, now the news is a flutter that this might have been a sham marriage the entire time. She might have hired him. Can I just say that that background music, that's like oh, a dog so... whistle to me. Like, you just know it's something aimed at women when you start to hear yeah. that annoying-ass music. It's in all rom-com trailers. It's in Clubs? Like... You think guys yeah. like listening to techno music? It's chicks. They know if I, – I don't know what it is, but that techno music, especially light background tech, techno bed music, just techno music in general, that is like a – that is a light to the moth of women. Like they they flock to that. Like you were saying, yeah. clubs, uh, e news shows. When they hear that, they just feel safe and comfortable. They like that repetitive beat. What is it about women and techno music? I feel like most of the guys that are in techno music, I mean, let's be honest, techno music is horrible and has no redeeming qualities. You you go to a rave to meet chicks. Am I wrong? Yeah, I knew this guy who was a DJ, and he would get upset when people called like Britney Spears dance music. He's like, that's not dance music. Dance music is this and that, and I'm just like you're being way too pretentious about something that's just. <laughs> Have you right. ever been on drugs and listen? Music is amazing when you're on drugs. Though. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> guess oh, maybe that's, that's the point. I guess that's, that's about the thing. it. Yeah, if you're if you're high on ecstasy, maybe maybe you can uh, last through a little bit more techno. <laughs> but even then, it's still it's still really bad. It's I, bad. To me, bad. that's what you like about music is that human being human beings play it. <laughs> yeah. People listen to it when they're in their car. Like, what do you? you, you yeah, it in, is. In your car? That is what scary is that? when you pull up next to someone and they got the windows down. They got techno music playing. What are you doing? Yeah. Are you on some sort of mission to kill people? I assume that's what you're doing. You're trying to what get hunt. This? Is this a scene out of Drive? The I haven't worst, even seen the movie. Drive. The worst is the other day someone pulled up next to me like that, and there were two guys in the car, not just one guy by himself, and neither of them were rocking out. They were just silent, looking forward, listening to loud techno, just blazing. Kim Kardashian got a divorce. We're covering it like the royal wedding. The thing is, she became famous for having sex with a black guy on camera. You want to talk, and you say we're a racist society? Show me. uh, Oh, we're a prejudiced society? We're a judgmental society? This woman is famous because she made a tape of her having sex with a black guy. And that that was her career starter. That was her break into show business, letting Ray J... Uh, have sex with her and then putting that out and pretending it was like leaked. So essentially we've treated someone as a star and our only accomplishment was having sex with a black guy. I think that goes up as far as we can go as, as a nation of tolerance. That you, 
Martin Luther King had a dream, and I feel like the fact that Kim Kardashian is famous now only for having sex with a black guy, that is the embodiment of that dream. Yeah, it's not President Barack Obama. It's it's that. Exactly. <laughs> it's oh, Barack Obama. Yeah, we would have gotten to that. But imagine like, <laughs> you were in the 60s, and you you had a white daughter, and you were racist. The, the last thing you would want is a black guy to have sex with her, right? That as Like the racism that you're fighting – that would be how it would work out. Like you, as a racist person, you would not want that to happen. And her dad about, yeah. acquitted a black man, and now they all date black men. Like in their childhood, he, he didn't have enough time. He was just all. It's, well, there's like, got to be something psychologically going on yeah, there. Well, Justin, overly... it's like I said: the Kardashians have a family secret. They're all amazing at getting black guys off. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's <laughs> whether it's the dad, the daughters, that's one thing they do right. That's right perfect time to throw that in i wasn't i wasn't just working up to that but really <laughs> what shows more that we're a nation of tolerance than the idea that yeah oj simpson got acquitted for murder because he was a celebrity even though he was a black guy kim kardashian became a celebrity just for having sex with a black guy and putting it out on video for the entire world to see there was an episode a random episode of locked up I was, when i was i was watching it, i was like hi or something and oj came on no one talks about this there's got to really? be a clip. OJ Whoa. was on an episode of Locked Up just randomly where he was like <laughs> – And they don't promote that. That's no, crazy. No, they didn't hear – they were transferring him to another jail, and he wasn't even – they should have spent the whole episode on him, but it was only a small portion. And the, the part that stood out, when he, was like, he was like joking around with the officers, they, and they love OJ. The guards love <laughs> OJ. Course. They're talking about football. He's joking with him. He's like, oh, I'm going to cell number 32. That was my number in college. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a laugh. I was like, that's genius. They wow. couldn't have planned that. In the, in the guard's awesome. defense, though, OJ has got to be up there as one of the coolest. First off. Who was so charismatic in the episode. He was like, oh, I love the guy. I love it. He murdered somebody. <laughs> he murdered two people. It was and, hilarious. And he's charismatic about it. He got away with it. And <laughs> he was a great commentator. Hilarious in those fucking naked, naked, gun, naked movies. gun movies. He was great. Uh, yeah, even in the Hertz commercials. A lot of laughs there. I mean, when he... In the Naked Gun movie, when he goes to spike the baby, I mean, that is, so that's funny. pure comedy. I bet if you hung out with him for like a day, you'd be like, I don't think this guy murdered people. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's the coolest dude. He, he, he fucking seems, did. He totally did. He seems like a, a super charismatic guy, a super, a super great guy to be around, except for this dark side, this dark side that he had. Supposedly, he had a huge cocaine problem, and I think, and some anger issues, and I'm sure... When you feel those together, he probably went on some coke binge, went over there with the knife just to maybe with the idea of just to, just to like show her who's boss, or maybe he maybe he ended up maybe he ended up getting the knife there when he saw that Cato or yeah. I'm sorry, not Cato Kalen, Jesus, <laughs> who was the guy um, Ron oh. Goldman, or maybe was that the yeah. dad, uh, whatever Ron Goldman, Goldman yeah. killed, you go over there, guy just returned in some glasses supposedly. He gets he gets stabbed. OJ's coked out of his mind. Stabs Nicole. He goes crazy. Runs. Man, that really was a that was a different time. You know what? I a lot of people don't talk about this either. I found out about. I was watching the NBA playoffs. I forgot who it was. Right. Well, they the actually Knicks. did a they did a and thirty they put for thirty. A little. They put it in like a split screen in the bottom. Where they they were did showing a, the the chase. They while did they were a, playing the game. Sorry to interrupt, but they did a thirty for thirty documentary about that day in sports because there was also i forget who else there was a huge i think it was jack nicholas was actually playing like one of his last rounds there was the world Jesus. cup the world cup was opening up it was on a yeah, sunday probably. in chicago then there was the that playoff game and then the oj trial and they just kind of the documentary was just this crazy day in sports all these different things going on i still remember where i was when the uh, oj trial happened my dad was up on the roof at her house in Colorado, and he was I think he was roofing or helping out some roofers or whatever. And I go, Dad, OJ's running. He's like, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> and he came, he came down and started watching it. We just had some lemonades. Watched. He's like, yeah, it's, it looks like he's pretty guilty. And then I was, I was adamantly defending OJ from the beginning because yeah. I, I would just see OJ on SportsCenter and just like, oh, sports guys are awesome. He couldn't have done that. It must have been some crazy other guy. You're a little kid. You don't understand that. You don't understand DNA yeah. evidence and how guilty this <laughs> yeah. man was. <laughs> they played the verdict in my seventh grade uh, like algebra class or something. Seventh grade, yeah, I think. And everyone cheered. They played it on the radio. All the kids are cheering. Yeah, 
Yay! Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> I don't know why. Why were we excited? It, it, it just felt like the crazier outcome was that he got off. And so, in a yeah. weird way, in the back of your head, you're almost rooting for that because historically, that's more interesting. I remember. Yeah, I was in, I think, sixth or seventh grade, or no, it was the sixth grade. And we got uh, all all the kids came together. This was at a Catholic school, and it was the same thing. Like me and my buddy, I remember we held hands during the OJ verdict because we thought like <laughs> we were pumped. We were pumped. this is solidarity. This is, yeah, this is a historical yeah. moment, it, it, and it was yeah. We would we talk about it in class, and there wasn't any black people because it was a it was a Catholic school, or maybe there was, there were a few black people. It was it was mostly white, so the the race issue didn't play in as much. But it was it was more focused on the on the celebrity aspect, but. It, part of me w- was oddly like, yeah, cool. I, I don't know. I don't know how I to cheered. explain it. I cheered. It was just it, you felt like, yeah, screw the system. But then once you get older, you realize, oh my god, this guy murdered. He should be in jail. Totally. But he is in jail. But he's in jail for the wrong thing. So then you don't know how to feel about that either. And that's the story of why Kim Kardashian is famous. Exactly. <laughs> he probably OJ would probably be hooking up with Kim Kardashian right now. I, oh. I don't doubt that. He, right. he could be next in line, and I'm sure Kim Kardashian would be the type of gal that could look past that, look past the guy with the storied history. Oh, hey, he won't do that to me. She's so easy to make fun of, but it's so it's still tempting. It's so hacky as a comic, but right. on Twitter, she's just these softballs. <laughs> when she was talking about the Casey Anthony trial, oh, every yeah, comedian. go over go over uh, some oh. of the Casey Anthony trial stuff. I or mean, do I don't even some remember. I just remember. Yeah, she was like, "How did you, how did she get off? That's horrible!" And then everyone just with the OJ stuff. Oh yeah, oh that that was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did she get off? Yeah. Well, it's if it's just... if it's any consolation for Kim, I'm sure they'll take they'll take away her Heisman Trophy. Uh, Casey Anthony's yeah. in the civil trial. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw this interview with her mother, and uh, apparently, her. What was the lawyer's name, Kardashian? I forgot his first Robert name. Robert Kardashian. Yeah, he passed away, but apparently he got OJ off and then felt bad about it and decided he thought he was guilty, even though he well, was a supposedly, lawyer. Yeah, I mean, not to go recap the entire trial, but he got a bag from OJ with some of the stuff, supposedly. Like, there was this mystery bag that possibly had the murder weapon in it. And if you watch the video, Robert Kardashian is the guy who, when they read the announcement not guilty has this reaction on his face like oh my god what the fuck did we just do whereas everyone else is like yes awesome mission accomplished (laughs) good times but jenny uh, cochran knew his career was made yeah exactly (laughs) they did all right for themselves they uh still kicking around yeah i mean whatever what are you gonna do they you know their argument would be like oh hey obviously we're just in for the money we're lawyers what do you expect yeah we're gonna we're gonna help out a guy who murdered people oh we have no conscience or soul we're we defend murders okay one (laughs) one thing is to defend oj simpson but when you're defending 9-11 people people involved in the 9-11 hijacking like come on oj uh, at least oj had oj gave something to this country two thousand yards the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> yeah. great moments. We went over his resume. Yeah, sure, it doesn't. You don't get to murder people, but at least there was some positive. These hijackers that somehow find lawyers. I, I can't understand that uh, to save my life. Yeah. All right, here we'll uh, we'll end on this this story. Guar, the guitarist for Guar died. I don't know if you heard Did about that this. Just happened. I think I just saw. Yeah, it. just a, just a few hours ago, and I click on. It's on Yahoo or one of these news sites, and I click on it to basically get, you know, they usually do a eulogy of the guy's life or, hey, here's some video of him rocking out. Guar is obviously that crazy death metal band with, they basically they look like Raiders fans except they have giant giant penises that like <laughs> right. spray stuff into the spray spray blood into the crowd. It's it's this very like dark death metally stuff. Yeah. And I watch it, and the only thing they have on the Guar guitarist is just the episode of Beavis and Butthead they were in. And so it's basically a Guar music video and then Beavis and Butthead shitting on the Guar guitarist for two minutes. Or like making fun of Guar. I mean, they're, they're playing along with it. They're saying Guar is cool, but obviously Beavis and Butthead aren't cool. So essentially yeah. your eulogy is Beavis and Butthead going, huh, oh, wow, sweet. Oh, man, blood, fire. Yeah, Guar rules. Yeah, Which I don't know. Loves it, though. I, don't, I never met the Guar guy, but I imagine that's the way he wants to go out. Speaking of which, man, it's time for us to get out of here. Time flew by with my main man, Justin Decker. Justin, where can people get you at? 
People can see me in the shittiest bars in Los Angeles. Do it. I don't have, even have a gig to plug. It's all right, Justin. <laughs> don't get down on yourself. Don't don't end on a negative of uh, I don't have anything to plug. You've been sick. You got to recover. I know. Just plug man. your Twitter. Justin underscore Decker. Nice. All right, there you For go. Awesome Logan tweets, live tweetings of me getting firing and, and yes. Oh yeah, I forgot me Logan. getting into fights with comedian Jim Haggerty on Twitter. <laughs> My favorite person to fuck with. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for next time. Uh, Justin live tweeted his last the last time he got fired. So if you want to check that out, hit up hit up Twitter. Logan, you want to wrap things up with the haiku? Let's do it. Sultry sounds of Sean. Shitty party city gigs. Rooting. For OJ. Uh, it's probably the first time OJ has been mentioned in a haiku. I'm going to go out on the limb and say that. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, yeah. for uh, listening to the Green Room Comedy Podcast. Just a reminder, once again, I'll be at uh, Penn State University, Carnegie Cinema, room 113, 9 o'clock, November 10th. Check me out there. And we got a uh, – I'm supposed to be taping a special episode on Saturday with a uh, – with a guest, so hopefully that comes through. So look for that next week. Of course, you can. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll get the we'll get the plugs. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Green Room Comedy Podcast. Make sure you check out twenty four seven comedy dot com and uh, grab that iHeart Radio app. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Check out Sean Green's comedy CD, The Whiskey Dick, now available on iTunes. Follow the show on Twitter, at Green Room Show. And check out thecomedygaragemovie.com.